Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. You're listening to The Sisters, Episode 3. All of them witches. Inspired by real events. Man, oh man. When you see this kind of wealth, doesn't it make you feel like... A loser? No, I was going to say, doesn't it make you feel grateful? I mean, come on, none of these people are happy. They're all elitist and stressed out. Well, I'm elitist and stressed out, and I'm poor, so they win. We're standing outside a beach house. Well, a mansion in Southampton. This is exciting, right? We're like legit paranormal investigators, like Mulder and Scully. (laughs) Yeah, more like Scooby-Doo. I'm coming! Oh, (sighs) hi. (laughs) Uh, Hey guys, I'm Gordon. Thanks for coming out. He's wearing nothing but a pink, fuzzy bathrobe. Uh, uh, so which one of you is Frankie? Uh, I'm Frankie, yeah. He's skinny and pale, with a mop of brown hair and bloodshot eyes. He's definitely high. In here, come on. Jesus, this should be fun. Just don't touch anything. My parents are fascists. Okay. Before the interview, Gordon gives us a tour of the house including the fossil room. Holy shit, is that a raptor skull? Uh, close. It's called an Adasaurus. I, I think they're related. So, so you're a, a collector? You're, you're into dinosaurs? N- no. M- my parents. Oh. I'm more into social justice. Hmm. Is that how you ended up in a cult? Duncan! No. <laughs> Don't be weird. It's okay, it's cool, it's part of my journey. Hey, you guys want to see a woolly mammoth tusk? Oh, um, no, no, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe later. You know, we're we're here to talk about our own skeleton. Is this like Siamese twins? Uh, no. It's it's called um, FOP. It's a very rare bone disease. A second skeleton grows on top of the first. Gnarly. Yeah. 
it, it was sent to us at the Mutter Museum in Philadelphia, and we wanted to know more about it, you know, where it came from, who it belonged to, so we posted this picture online. About a week later, we got a call from a woman in England, the granddaughter of a journalist who apparently used to write about the occult. He'd recently died, and she sent this to us. The Hellfire Club. Yep. Yeah. Uh, before we play the tape, if you're comfortable, can you tell us how did you end up as a member? <sighs> Religion never made sense to me. God didn't seem practical or real. So I started to look into... The dark arts? I found the Hellfire Club online in a subreddit. People were saying all kinds of things. It, it's a cult, it's Christianity, it's devil worship. But what stuck out was they believed in reincarnation. Hmm. And that's what I wanted. Hmm. To, to be reincarnated? Sort of. I wanted another chance at... I wanted to reboot my life, I guess. Oh, I see. Um, can we... Can we play the tape for you? Yeah, sure. Do you know what this is? Yeah, it's one of the reincarnation rituals. You, you've done this before? Uh, can you turn it off, please? Uh, sure. Wait, but where, where are you going? Just to get my vape pen. I'll be back in a sec. Oh. He's so weird. Let's get out of here before he kills us. He's not gonna... I mean, I, he's, he's probably not gonna... Hey, uh, Gordon! Yeah? What? Um, when you agreed to the interview with my, uh... With Professor Nadari, what, what, what were you hoping to get out of it? I wanted to get the word out. I wanted everyone to know the club is real and that witches, real witches, walk among us. But when the article came out, he just made me sound crazy. Yeah, gaslighting. It's his specialty. Right. Well, I offered him proof. What kind of proof? Proof that the club is real, man. All my swag. All the crap I collected from my time in the cult. He wasn't interested, but if you want it, you can have it. I got one. As I watch Gordon dig through the boxes, handing us keepsakes from his days in the Hellfire Club, I start to think Benil was right. I've got some upside down crosses. Those are pretty cool. Maybe this kid is a fraud. This is the best part, an ancient book of spells. Very rare, you can't find it anywhere. The Book of Soiga. Sounds like something from Harry Potter. You know, uh, the worst part of this is that piece on Good Morning Philly actually got some traction. You know, I, I'm scheduled for two more interviews this week. You know, if I don't have any legitimate theories about Matilda, they're just gonna lose interest. It's just a pile of bones with no story. Listen to this from Google. <laughs> 
The Book of Soiga is an ancient book of magic once owned by Queen Elizabeth I, who had a copy in the 16th century. It was lost after her passing.、Mm-hmm. However, one copy was found in the British Library. The original cover features an image of. <gasps> What? An image of a double layered skeleton as if two souls were trapped in one body. That's what it says, Frankie. You still think there's no story? Ah,、uh, yeah. Come in, Francis. Sit down. Good. <laughs> Now, how are you feeling today? I'm sorry about yesterday. <laughs> There's nothing to be sorry about, Francis. Do you feel ready to talk about the accident now? Accident. That's what they called it. An accident. A speeding car. My baby's riding their bicycles in the wrong place at the wrong time. That it could have happened to anybody. Yeah. That is not how it works. Sorry. Could you um. Explain that a little more for me, Francis. There's a plan, Doctor. A plan in, in everything. Whether God's plan or the devil's. The accident was just a step on the way to. To.、Uh... Francis, after you lost the girls, how did you go on? We went through the motions. Tried our best to be functioning adults. Thomas got a part-time job. I got a part-time job. We found a cheap flat to rent. And there was no more tinkering in the garage. No more fridge motors. All of my husband's free time, every weekend, was devoted to one purpose: finding Mark Whitney. Thomas. Thomas was obsessed. Where have you been? Public library. I was looking at the London Business Directory. I think I may have a lead. So for a while that was our life. Together but apart. The one thing we had in common was the desperate need to let go. But sometimes, the only way you can let go is to start again. Good. All done, Mrs. Pollard. You may get dressed now. Thank you, Doctor. You're a brave woman, your wife. She didn't flinch once the whole exam. Well, it's routine by now, I should think. Ah, Mr. Pollard, you've seen other doctors. What was their opinion? Well, that's not relevant. We're here for your opinion. Well, I'm probably not going to tell you anything different. Doctor, can my wife have a child or not? Well, one hesitates to speak in absolutes with this sort of thing. Please, Doctor. It doesn't look optimistic. Oh. We've prayed, sir. 
so many times. We've asked for nothing but this. Yeah, so many times. I see. Well, that's a, a bit outside my speciality, I'm afraid. No, I, I don't understand. Well, sometimes, after a, a terrible trauma, the body does react. Again, Mr. and Mrs. Pollard, you need to accept you may never have children. We drove home in silence, each in our own world of misery. see the man waiting for us in the parked car outside our rented flat. Good Lord. It's Thomas, isn't it? Sorry? Thomas Pollard. And Francis as well. Yes. Can we help you? You can, actually. I'm here on behalf of Brian to Moran. Who? You used a hire purchase company for the car. You've defaulted on your payments. Oh, there must be some mistake. No, I don't think so. You've moved, haven't you? Uh, yes, yes, I've, I've forgotten to pass on our new address. Yes, that must be it. Anyway, I have a court order to repossess the car, Morris Minor. Please, could you hand over the no, keys? But we need the car. Don't make this more difficult than it needs to be, sir. Thomas, you said you'd paid for the car. Look, I was wrong. I, I made a mistake. Look, it must be a problem at the bank. I'm sure I can sort it out. I'm sure. But in the meantime, I do need to take possession of the car. Now, please, just hand the keys over to my driver. But, but there's a torch and my spare glasses in the glove yes, compartment. Yes, please do take your possessions from the car. The keys, sir. Please, give them to my colleague. Thank you, sir. Good day to you. Mark. Mark Whitney. Bastard. All of this is his fault. Enough, Thomas. I've had enough of you, of this. Of everything. Fran. Francis! Hi there. If you're a fan of Undertow, I know you love immersive entertainment. And let's be real, as much as we all love podcasts, nothing is quite the same as going out to see a movie in the theater. The experience of being with friends, getting your popcorn, and the sheer impact of the visual and sound experience exactly as the filmmakers intended. If you crave that experience, then Regal Unlimited just makes sense. Regal Unlimited is the all-you-can-watch movie subscription pass that pays for itself in just two visits. See any 2D movie anytime with no blackout dates or restrictions. And when you want to watch a movie in a premium format like 4DX, IMAX, RPX, or ScreenX, your Regal Unlimited membership gets you into those premium experiences at reduced cost. And you'll save not just on tickets, you save on snacks with 10% off all non-alcoholic concession items. So if you're planning to see just two movies this month, you need to join Regal Unlimited. Sign up now in the Regal app or on rigmovies.com. That's R-E-G movies.com slash unlimited. Rigmovies.com slash unlimited. Sign up for Regal Unlimited using code undertow24 and earn 10% off a three-month subscription. Regal Unlimited, the all-you-can-watch movie subscription, pays yourself in just two visits. Sign up now, code undertow24. 
Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Days later, back at the mutter, I'm standing in front of Matilda in her display case. Who are you really? If these bones could talk, what stories would they tell me? Go then, break my bones, and grind them into dust. Shit, Duncan. What if it's really two people? What? Suppose it's not a medical condition, this FOP stuff. Maybe it's one person, one soul, taking over another person, like a parasite. Like that kid Gordon said, it's all about reincarnation. Grind my bones, and I shall come back. I think we should do it. Do what? The reincarnation ritual from the tape. But we can only hear a few seconds of it. So? We have the Book of Soiga now. I can fill in the gaps. I'll figure out what the spell is actually saying. A reincarnation spell? I... Oh, shit. I gotta take this. Hello? Frankie, it's Benil. Have you been talking to my sources? What? Gordon. Gordon Markowitz. He's a kid, Frankie. Paranoid one. He sent me a rambling email. Must have been drunk. And what did you tell him? Nothing. I'm telling you. Don't listen to him. Whatever crazy thoughts he put in your head, ignore him. I implore you. Don't pursue this. The Hellfire Club are dangerous. Benil, I'm gonna have to call you back. Frank. So, if we do this reincarnation ritual, can we use it for publicity, do you think? Hell yeah. Let's invite a few journalists, we'll do the ritual, make it like an interactive museum experience. God, yeah. Okay, I-, I like it. Let's do it. Fine. There's only one problem. What is it? Well, according to the Book of Soiga, we need 50 worshippers in attendance to carry out the ritual. I'm sorry, uh, worshippers? In the crowd, yes. We need at least 50 people who believe in the devil. Oh, lovely. And there you go, you're all done. Thank you. Do you need anything else today? Uh, no, I think that's good. Amazing, thanks so much for coming. See you next time. You too, bye. Bye. Hi, Greta. Remember me, Duncan? Yeah, I work next door at the Mutter. I remember everything. I take Primal Mind Fuel every day. It's on aisle three. Oh, yeah, um, maybe later. I'm, I'm actually not here to talk about supplements. Um, I have a very unique opportunity for you. Uh, have you heard of the Hellfire Club? The girl who runs the vitamin shop next door, Greta, is apparently a Wiccan priestess. Yeah, weird. Well, basically, we're reenacting a reincarnation ritual. It's almost like satanic cosplay, mm-hmm. and we need 50 witnesses. Okay, first of all, Wiccans aren't Satanists. But 
Well, it's close enough, right? No, not close at all. Uh, we just want to invite you guys to the big event. Yeah. Let me get this straight. You want my esteemed brothers and sisters in the Wiccan community to be NPCs in some publicity stunt for your dinky little museum? You know what? Yes. Okay. You got me. It's a publicity stunt. But hmm. it's also a genuine ritual that's chronicled in the Book of Soiga. It hasn't been performed in decades. Don't you want to be there to witness it? The Book of Soiga? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know it? Yeah, but I always thought it was mythical, so... Ta-da! <laughs> Where'd you get that from? Well... Bring 50 of your friends to the Mutter Museum Friday night, and I will make a copy for you. Excuse me. Hi. Do you guys sell Viagra? Uh, no, but we have something better. Valerian root, I'll one. Look, guys, this ritual thing sounds fun, but if I bring 50 people to your event, something wild better happen. Well, I'm probably gonna lose my job. Does that count? Excuse me, everyone, if, um, if we could all just gather here in front of the display case. Yeah, this is perfect, right here. Uh -huh. Awesome, okay, hi, everyone. This is Matilda. Say hi, Matilda. <laughs> it's just a joke, because she can't. Well, anyway, uh, before we begin, a little context. Historically, we believe there might be a connection between the ritual you will be seeing tonight, which goes back as far as the time of Christ, and the condition that Matilda here exhibits. The ritual seems to acknowledge the phenomenon of the accretion of bone on bone, the double skeleton that you see here. I also just want to have a quick shout out to the High Priestess Greta of the Philadelphia Wiccan Circle. Thank you. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Great to be here. It's a pleasure. Thank you. All right. So without further ado, Duncan, are you ready? Are you recording? All set. Okay. Let's do this. Lights, please. Okay, everyone, I'll be leading the ritual along with Frankie. Mm -hmm. Wiccans, are you ready? Ready. 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 <clears throat> Go then, break my bones and grind them into dust. I fear not. I fear nothing in this world or the next, for the bones shall grow back. And all living things shall be restored. Frankie, your part. Oh, right, sorry. The river of souls branches into many tributaries. Each tributary a new mortal life. Just as each life passes from body to body. Vessel to vessel. So do we now pass our voice one to another, crying out, resume bodily form, and return to me. As I listen to the ritual, it's sort of hypnotic. And for some reason, I think back to my childhood, to the worst day of my life. Come back, Carol! Come back to us! No! 
back to us! Come back, Helen! Return to me. 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 So what happened next, you ask? Well, I didn't discover it until long after, but it's an important part of the story. As I said, Thomas had become, well, obsessed with tracking down Mark... That man. I can barely even bring myself to say his name. But Thomas held him responsible for all our misfortunes. And his obsession grew into a... Into what? Well, Thomas tracked him down. Hello? So, is someone here? This is a private residence. There's someone here, I suggest you... Hello, Mark. Hello, Thomas. How are you? Uh, can I... can I pour you a drink? No. It's been a while, Thomas. Heard about your daughters. I remember them with great affection. It's an awful, awful loss. I'm so sorry. How are you getting on? Is is how is Frances? You have a jewel there, Thomas. I'm, I'm sure she's been a great support to you in these dark days. <laughs> ah! Christ, Thomas! What the hell are you doing? I'm gonna kill you! No, steady on, Thomas! Look, look, we can talk about it! Uh, There's nothing. Uh, nothing you've got to say that I want to hear. Everything, every damn thing that's happened, it all comes from you. No, 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 Thomas. Be honest. Didn't a little bit of it come from you? Weren't you just a bit obsessed with that refrigerator motor of yours? <laughs> all right, all right, stop it, Thomas. Just listen, we can talk about this. There's nothing to say. I'm gonna kill you. What, do you really want to kill me, Thomas? Do you want to do that to Francis? If you kill me, they will find you, Thomas. They will try you. They will find you guilty and they will hang you. Is that what you want for Francis? Hasn't she suffered enough? I don't care. You're going to pay for what you've done. I am. I can pay for everything, Thomas. What do you mean? Think, think about it. 
Do you mind if I, if I stand up and pour myself another glass? Thank you. Because you've got quite a punch on you, Thomas. Oh, don't worry, I'm not gonna run. I promise. But I think I might just have something to offer you that will make all your problems go away. What are you talking about? Look, I know you don't think much of me, and I understand that, but look at this house. Hmm. <laughs> Do you know how much this cost? A hundred thousand pounds, and I bought it. It's not on a mortgage, it's mine. And have you seen my car? Oh. Why? Why do you suppose that I have all the good luck and you have all the bad? Oh, I don't know, Mark. Maybe it's because you're a thief and you're a criminal. No. No, it's something else. It's by design. Do you want me to share my secret? Do you want to have my luck? Do you want to give Frances the life she deserves? She deserves a life with our girls. With Maud and Mary, can you give us our daughters back? Yes, Thomas, we can. You're mad. You're insane. Okay, then here I am. I'll take whatever you think I deserve. Come on. But if you're curious, if you want to find out how this world really works, why some people have all the luck and others don't, well, I can show you. Come, meet my friends. We can make it happen. Tell us what you think. Thomas, come, join us. Hey. Frankie, hey. Frankie, are you okay? What? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, wait, Duncan, what, what happened? You passed out during the ritual. Oh, God. Don't worry, it happens. It's all the body heat in here. Hey, hey can someone get her a water? Here, take my bottle. Oh, oh. Thanks. Sandy Goldstein, Dateline NBC. Whoa. No, I... no, don't talk. Uh... Just sip. <sighs> I think what happened here tonight is very cool. The whole story is cool. <sighs> How'd you like to share it with the world, Frankie? Or would you like to do an interview next week, live, in front of two million people? Fuck yeah, she would. Wait. Wait, Dateline, NBC, or... really? We have a studio right here in Philly. I'm head of regional programming. Oh my god, you, you want to do a story on NBC about the skeleton? The skeleton, the mutter, all of it. <gasps> this is a big opportunity. Oh <laughs> yeah. Whoa. And we're back. Live with my guest, Frankie Bradshaw, the chief curator of Philadelphia's legendary Mutter Museum. 
now home to the extraordinary double skeleton they're calling Matilda. <laughs> now, Frankie, we were just talking about the ritual of yours I attended last week. Yes. Hey, I'm sorry nothing got conjured. That was worth a shot. Well, that's my next question. You must have known nothing supernatural would happen. How did that reenactment get you any closer to solving the mystery of Matilda's identity? Well, uh, Sandy, you know, any investigation like this that's anthropological in nature is not gonna run in a straight line. Mm. You know, it's not like solving a crime, you know, following a linear set of clues. We're, we're not just looking for a name. We're trying to fill in the blanks of a whole life. Fill in the blanks. Now, that's interesting mm -hmm. because you, Frankie, of all people, know what it's like to live in the dark with blank spots that never get filled in. Uh, I'm sorry? I'm speaking, of course, of your twin sister, Carrie. Little Carrie, yes, whose disappearance at age eight is one of Pennsylvania's greatest unsolved mysteries. Um, right, well... Uh, like, like I said, I am here to talk about the once-in-a-century find that my museum... So she was abducted from school, is that right? Okay, um, sorry, we, we, we did not agree to discuss any of this. What so. do you think happened to Carrie? Let's just, can we get to the next question, please? Do you please? think she's still alive? Next question. What actually happened the day she disappeared? Move on, please, next question. You were with her, Jesus weren't Christ, you? next fucking question! God, are you kidding? It was a fucking fiasco. But you looked great, and at least it was entertaining. I am such an idiot. You know, I really thought they were taking me seriously, and Matilda, but no. They just wanted to get me on TV and dig up the Carrie bullshit again. Just humiliate me. Okay, you're, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just trying to calm you down. Look, Frankie, if you need to talk about the Carrie thing, I'm, I'm here. What? No. That is the whole point, Estee. I never want to talk about it. I understand, but if you change your mind, I'm here. That's all I'm saying. I don't want you to start drinking again. Oh, God, okay. I, look, I have another call. I, I have to go. Okay, hey, I love you. Love you, too. Hello? Frankie. Who is this? The Sisters is a Goldhawk production, presented by Realm in association with Lights Out. Created by Brett Nietzschen and written by Brett Nietzschen, John Scott Dryden, and Mac Rogers. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's 
King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Frankie is played by Mae Whitman. Francis, Helen Baxendale. Mark, David Morrissey. Duncan, Miles Heiser. Thomas, Lee Ingleby. Maud, Orla McDonough. Mary, Lacey Finlow. And Gordon, by Eric Sarakian. With sound design by Adam Woodhams. And original music by Seymour Milton and Sasha Putnam. The script editor is Mike Walker. For Goldhawk Productions, the producer is Emma Hearn, and the director and executive producer is John Scott Dryden. For Realm, the producers are John Brooks, Fred Greenhall, and Nicole Otto. And the executive producers are Molly Barton, Marcy Wiseman, and Julian Yap. Find the full list of credits in the show copy. Realm is your portal to another world. Listen away. Listen away.